G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Back today with another opportunity to explore some insights into what's happening with the dynamic Christian church in the nation of Indonesia. Of course, Indonesia is our near neighbor to the north. And with a population of 275 million people, it is noteworthy that there are more Christians in Indonesia than people in Australia. Almost 30 million Christians and broken down something in the vicinity of 20 odd million 20 odd million Protestants and about 8 million Catholics. Well, we're back today with Dave Thomas, who works with Pioneers Australia in Indonesia. He's leading Better Learning, Brighter Lives, aiming to transform communities in Indonesia through the transformation of local school teachers and exploring a little about what the Christian church looks like in the nation of Indonesia. Dave, welcome back to 2020. Selamat Natal, Bapak Neil. Merry Christmas, Neil. (laughs) I like that. And uh, let's talk Christmas for a few moments here because when you've got lots of Christians and when we say almost 30 million in a nation of 275 million, the majority is Islamic, how does Christmas get celebrated by Christian churches in Indonesia? Yes, good question. Definitely um, Christmas Day services. Uh, except this year, maybe not. Maybe they will be all online. Um, I think it's up to 10 people are now allowed in a church. Um, So Christmas services will probably be online. Um, There are Christmas decorations in the malls and sometimes some very skinny Santas walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then in other malls, uh, any hint of Christmas has been banned. So it becomes a a business decision as to whether some Christmas decorations will uh, attract customers or indeed um, attract some anger and and perhaps uh, refusal to go to certain shopping malls or or something like that. So is there a blatant rejection then of anything Christian at Christmas time uh, with the Islamic population in Indonesia? Sometimes, I mean, you you get pulled up from stereotyping because Indonesia is so diverse and even minorities can be millions and millions of people. So on, on one side of the ledger there, we've got uh, Christmas being banned in malls and on the other side, there are even times when, especially a few years ago when there had been some church bombings, that the Muslim youth associations actually organize themselves to stand guard outside churches on Christmas Day uh, in a a great show of of peace and solidarity. And so you you get both sides of of, um, the fence there. Let's come back to what the Christian church looks like in Indonesia. And uh, in earlier conversations, we've talked about 
you know, some history of how the Christian churches became established in Indonesia. And over the last few decades, uh, Islamism has overtaken a lot of the political institutions. But let's talk about the Christian denominations, because if we break it down and we say there's Catholics and then there's Protestants, well, in that Protestant set, you might have evangelicals and reformed and you might have uh, Pentecostals. How does it look when you break down denominations in Indonesia? Yes, certainly, I guess in a similar way to the West, um, Protestant churches were more prevalent in the past. Uh, and then there's been the rise of evangelicals, uh, Pentecostals, and so forth. Um, there are. It's actually difficult to get permission to build a church, and almost impossible, or impossible in some provinces in Indonesia. But some groups have got around this by renting um, a shop in a shopping mall. And so they don't need to uh, get that permission to build a building of faith. Uh, and so there are lots of new churches that have sprung up. And they, they tend to be of the Pentecostal type, more than the traditional churches um, that you'll find in the villages. But yes, a, a wide, a, a great variety of churches um, of all, yeah, every spectrum. When we talk about ethnic-based Protestant churches, uh, some of those are in decline, aren't they? And as we say, that there are some that are growing and some that might be stagnant and some that are in decline. Uh, is there any concern for particular brands or particular types of churches? Yes, I guess as people from different ethnic groups within Indonesia, for example, the East Javanese or the Central Javanese or the West Javanese, let alone all the other islands, uh, as they mix even more, and they're all already fairly well mixed <laughs> throughout the islands, um, the traditional languages are not necessarily being passed on to the children. And an allegiance to their, for example, the East Java. Uh, Protestant church, uh, an allegiance to that church might also be waning as as the children, grandchildren, etc., um, move to other places, use Indonesian instead of their first language, and perhaps look further afield, even within uh, their Christian faith. Um, will any of them die out, as it were? Um, I think with such a huge population as we said, have said before, close to 30 million Catholics and Christians. I think it would be a long decline. Um, there have been some churches that have merged. Uh, the church that we go to is, it was the Chinese Christian church, and it split into two, and then they changed the word from, for Chinese into the, the word for God. Uh, because it has the same first letter. And so it also has a broader appeal. So it wasn't just for Chinese Christians, uh, sorry, Chinese Indonesian Christians. It is for Indonesian Christians. And so there are some changes like that, this, much the same way that we've seen in Australia with uh, the Methodists, Uniting Church and things like that. 
With such a broad Islamic population, from time to time you'll hear of uh, groups of Islamists who agitate and uh, sometimes uh, Christians become a target in that. Do churches typically have a process by which they they go into some sort of uh, vigilance, lockdown, uh, protection uh, way that they would conduct their activities? Or is there a sense in which uh, the tensions are taken as normal and you've just got to, you know, take those day to day? It's almost a difficult question to answer from the inside. Yes, I think it becomes normalised in many ways. Larger churches do have security, but those security guys, they're also the gardeners and the maintenance people. Uh, so it's not a shock to see security on at at the gate of a church. Uh, they're kind of part of the caretaking team. Um, so it's not, it doesn't have a militant or military feel about it, but certainly at times when the tensions have risen, uh, the churches have to be, yeah, certainly more careful. But I imagine that there are going to be different ways of uh, groups relating. Is it a typical thing that Christians get on quite well with the Muslims in Indonesia? Uh, or is there a sort of a, you know, is there a little bit of a standoffishness about the relationships typically? Yeah, like it or not, you have to get, <laughs> you have to get along with your neighbours. And it says in the Bible that we, we really should bless our, our neighbours. Um, I don't want to say bless our enemies because certainly uh, I'd say that Christians don't see it that way. Um, every neighbourhood where Christians live will have many more uh, non-Christians as their neighbours. And so, yes, that, that getting along is very much part of it. Um, and as I, I've said before, it, it does take some sacrifice to to declare yourself as a Christian and so getting along with your neighbours is a very basic way to, to yeah, um, alleviate any concerns, I guess, from the outside. And Dave, let's talk future for a few moments because, you know, we can't always guarantee that things will be smooth and there could be upsets along the way. But how do you feel about, and in your experience, what the future for churches looks like in Indonesia. Are you optimistic that things are going to go well, that there's going to continue to be growth, uh, or is there a little bit more of a pessimism in your thoughts? What are your feelings? Uh, COVID has been a huge upheaval everywhere, uh, but certainly for Christians and Catholics in Indonesia, uh, not going to church, not having that very solid routine of gathering in one building with people of your faith. So online has thrived and has even opened up the message, uh, the Sunday message to others, which must have countless possibilities, countless benefits uh, for those who cannot get to church. Um, but at the same time, churches are struggling financially as people are not attending and therefore not giving the offerings often. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether some take their faith to more of a house church or simple church model uh, or whether they do return uh, to the church buildings. Uh, without a vaccine on the horizon, well, not for another 6 or 12 or 18 months um, en masse, 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Well, Dave Thomas, always good getting your insights into what's developing in the nation of Indonesia. And I mentioned that you work with Pioneers Australia in Indonesia and you're working there in a program called Better Learning Brighter Lives, where you're helping to transform communities in Indonesia through the transformation of local school teachers, uh, do some wonderful trainings there for people to connect with you. And uh, you're always looking for an extra friend or two. Uh, let me point people to the website pioneers.org.au. That's pioneers.org.au. You can get a link there to projects and look for better learning, brighter lives. Dave Thomas, thanks so much for the update once again today on 2020. Yeah, good. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.